Get about the curveball, Ricky. Give him a heater. Welcome, folks. Episode number 17, or as a, in memory of uh, the recently deceased Claude L. Washington edition of the uh, podcast, or uh, John Flaherty or Mickey Rivers. Take your choice, guys, but I try to give you a little bit of a, a trivia at the beginning of every episode, so hopefully you can figure out uh, who I'm talking about. So, uh, episode number 17, and what do we have that's different this week, folks? We have baseball, or at least we know when we're getting baseball. So, uh, as of today, we have the groundwork for this shortened 60-game season, and we're going to break it down in great detail here today. So, um, just quick, some of the bullet points, and I will elaborate on my thoughts on some of them. Essentially, uh, the bullet points for this new season that will be starting, uh, training camp will be starting July 1st, so essentially in a week. Teams will report to their facilities for a summer spring training part two, I guess you want to call it, um, with the season to start on July 24th or 25th. So a quick uh, three-week training camp and then back to business and a quick turnaround for a 60-game season in about 70 days. So they're going to be playing pretty much every day to try to get this in. The season will end in September. Uh, it will not go past September and thus making the postseason not go into November, which is something that the players didn't want. We're going to get into my thoughts on some of the winners and losers in this battle that took place between the owners and the, and the players union. But let me hit some of the bullet points on what the season's going to look like first. Um, and then we'll get into detail here. Um, the active rosters will have 30 players for the first two weeks, then trickle down to 28 the next two weeks and 26 in week five. Uh, so basically it will dwindle down to what a normal season was going to be this year anyway, which is up from 25 to 26 guys on the roster. So you get to break in the season with 30 and then trickle down as your players start getting in better shape. So there will be a separate injury list for the coronavirus. So you'll have your normal injury list, formerly the disabled list, uh, and then you'll have your coronavirus list. So, you know, I'm, I'm not really sure why that's going to matter unless there's limits on days or there's exemptions obviously for how long someone needs to be put on the coronavirus injury list versus a you know a basic injury so 
Uh, teams are going to play 10 games versus their divisional opponent, four against opposite league divisional opponents. So what you're looking at is the Yankees playing their division 10 times each. That's 10 against the Red Sox, the Rays, the Orioles, the Blue Jays. You get the idea. And then four games against opposite league divisional opponents, which would probably be the National League East, I would assume, because they want to keep it regional and keep it close. So you're looking at uh, the four closest teams would be you know, Washington, Philly, the Mets, uh, maybe Atlanta, I'm not sure, uh, or Florida, however that's going to work, but maybe Cincinnati. Uh, it's tricky there on that fourth team, though. Universal DH in both leagues, the National League and the American League. So you will get the Universal DH this year only, not next year, as was offered by the players, uh, by the, the teams and the owners, I should say. Turned down, essentially, by the players. We'll get into that too. Um, runner starts at second base in extra innings, so if the game goes to the 10th inning, uh, you will have a runner start at second base, and this is a test, something they've been talking about. I know a lot of people don't like it. I'm not crazy about it, but for the purpose of this season, uh, I know why they want to do it. They want to keep games short. They do not want a 16, 17, 18 inning game followed by a turnaround the next day when you cannot really um, reschedule games they just don't have the time to do it there's there's you know rain outs all that stuff would be absolutely horrible when you're trying to squeeze as many games in they can you do not want to have to do double headers on top of playing every day um so suspended weather games if weather forces a game to be cut short before it's official it will be continued at a date later rather than started from scratch so that's a different rule if it wasn't an official game they would just scrap the game and, and start it over at another time Every game is going to be important. Every game is going to be super important when you're only playing 60, so they will not do that. They will just continue from where they left off when weather permits. Um, here's another interesting one on sportsmanlike conduct. Players and managers will be expected to maintain physical distance from all umpires and opposing players on the playing field whenever possible. So social distancing the best you can. Uh, players and managers who leave their position to argue with umpires or come within six feet of an umpire or an opposing player or manager for the purpose of argument or engage in altercation on the field will be subject to suspension and ejection. Uh, you can get that. That makes sense. Um, you know, you don't want them unnecessarily in an umpire's face, you know, uh, spitting in an umpire's face, you know, classic manager arguing balls and strikes. Um, does take a little bit of the fun out of the game. We all like to see a nice manager get fired up at the umpire, but uh, at least for this season, that's, that's out the book, so... Uh, while the American League adopted the DH rule in 1973, pitchers have continued to hit in games played by the National League ballparks. That won't be the case in 2020, as both leagues will use the DH to avoid overtaxing pitchers by having them hit. Um, okay, so this is something I think everyone can agree on. I know I can agree on it. We need the DH in both leagues. Having pitchers' feeble attempt to go up there and swing or hurt themselves is absolutely ridiculous. It's a joke. Um, I don't understand why you'd have two different sets of rules for two leagues. It's absolutely silly to me. It makes no sense. Um, the players lost this. The players had this offered to them by the owners, along with the expanded playoffs. And uh, since they refused the last offer, uh, the commissioner basically said, yeah, we're taking that away. So you'll get it this year. Uh, you will not get it next year. I mean, I guess so, you know they're subject to, to change and maybe renegotiate and figure something out. But as of right now, it is just for this season. So... Runner on second to begin extra innings. During regular season, every half, every half inning after the ninth will be begin with a runner on second base. The designated runner would be the player who made the final out 
the last time his team was at bat, or a pinch runner. If that runner scores, the pitcher won't be charged with an earned run. The rule will be in place for the postseason. So essentially, if you made the last out for your team, the last inning, you go into the extra innings, you are now at second base as the runner in scoring position to try to speed the game up. Uh, We talked a little bit about that, why that makes sense, or at least why they're trying to do it. I know people are going to hate it. Essentially, guys, it's just to keep you know, the game times down. And uh, it's a, hey, if you're going to test something, which I think is kind of ridiculous, this is the year to do it in a 60-game season. So uh, this is another one that I'm not crazy about, wet rag. Pitchers will be permitted to carry a small wet rag in their back pocket to use for moisture in lieu of licking their fingers. Pitchers will not be able to access the rag while on the rubber and must clearly wipe their fingers of their pitching hand dry before touching the ball or the rubber. Water is the only substance that will be allowed on the rag. Okay. So let's 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 get into this just a little bit. Um, so basically, they're not allowed to lick their fingers anymore. Uh, you've heard they're not allowed to spit. They're not allowed to do sunflower seeds. Ba 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 ba. So now you're going to give pitchers a wet rag that they can keep in their back pocket to moisten their fingers. Okay. Um, we've seen over the years sandpaper. We've seen Vaseline. We've seen hot sauce. We've seen snot. We've seen everything in the world put on baseballs to dock their balls. Um, to to expect that these pitchers are not going to put some substances on these rags is absolutely ridiculous and if it they do how would you know uh, even if you looked at the rag if it was moist with something how would you know what it was anyway i think you're 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 asking for you know some cheating to go on but that's baseball they've always figured out a way to do that i don't think that's going to stop with a wet rag or not again this season only we'll see how it goes but uh, position players pitching. There will be no restrictions on position players pitching in 2020. A rule change installed this past offseason that would require teams to designate every player on the active roster as either a pitcher or a position player. And position players would have been a- unable to pitch unless it was an extra innings or ba 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 ba. In other words, anybody can pitch now. Um, in lieu of players getting sick or you know being short, uh, they're going to waive that rule for this year where anybody can pitch. It used to be that way anyway. I don't really see that being as a big deal. Um, you know, there's always a guy on the team that's an outfielder, backup infielder, or something that was a pitcher in high school or something like that, and will come in in a mop-up role when a game's out of hand or something. So I don't really really see that being a big deal to be honest with you. So. Um, Again, I gave you the dates. Uh, July 1st, teams report to their mini spring training camps. July 24th or 25th, they're going to start the season. And like I said, they're going to play pretty much every single day for two months until they have a uh, winner. I'm hearing a lot of talk about it's not a real season, it's 60 games. Guys, it is what it is. It's baseball. It's going to be something for us to watch at least. Um... All the arguing back and forth cost the players in, in Major League Baseball essentially a month or three and a half weeks. They could have been started about three weeks ago, three and a half weeks ago. So, I mean, all in turn, you want to see what did they really cost. They cost us, you know, 20 games, maybe more. We could have had an 82-game season, a complete half season rather than 60 games. Um, my honest opinion, is it a season? It's it's a season. Um, what kind of season is it? You'll see. Will you know? Will it be a fair Will it be a fair champion? Uh, will you call that person a World Series champion if the Yankees win the title this year? Is that number 28? I say, yeah, it is. Unfortunately, it, it, everyone's playing under the same rules and the same restrictions. Now, the only thing, the only gripe that you'll get as far as being fair or unfair is you could be in an area of the country or in a division where your teams are a lot weaker than other divisions, um, thus playing you know, an unbalanced schedule. 
it's going to be what it's going to be. I mean, once you make the playoffs, you're playing who's in front of you anyway. So, I mean, you have to beat that team regardless head to head. But as far as getting into the playoffs, there's definitely going to be an unfair advantage for some divisions. I mean, you know, the, the NL West, maybe the AL West, some teams out there, definitely a div- different than playing the Red Sox, the Rays, and the Blue Jays, who are up and coming this year 10 times each. So um, it is what it is, guys. It's, it's what we got. So, uh, I mean, I'll be watching, obviously, because I'm a baseball nerd. It's what I do. Um, it'll definitely be different. I think they have the chance to capture some new fans because I think the shortened kind of every game is really important matters. I think it's hard for the casual sports fan to, to get into a game in April or May. You know, uh, you know, a Thursday night game doesn't have much consequences if you lose that game. Now it's gonna every game's going to matter. You know, every out's going to matter. And you're going to have fans that you know, are going to be tuned into every pitch like me, and then you're going to have the casual fans who say, hey, let me watch this because it is important. So from game one to game two, you get on a bad streak and, you know, go two and 12 your first, you know, 14 games, you could be done. Your season could be over. Um, as far as going into a slump, I mean, you know, my biggest fear for poor Giancarlo Stanton is he, you know, he goes out there and goes 0 for 16 or 1 for 18 his first, you know, 20 at-bats, and he's getting booed out of the building and he's sitting on the bench. And that's something that you're really going to have to consider, riding the hot hand. So it's no more thinking about, you know, what do I do for this person's ego for the rest of the, you know, the rest of the season, the long dog days of summer. You don't have that right now. So that being said, you know, you have a hot player who's streaking, who's would normally, you know, get a couple of bats, get real hot and then get sent back down. You know, you might ride that hot hand for weeks only because he's what you need at the time. You've got to win every single game, and you got to put the egos aside. I don't care about the contracts. You've got to put people um, out there who are going to perform and win you games every single day, and whatever's going to do that. It's going to be very interesting. The one rule I forgot to mention, the three-pitcher, uh, three-batter minimum for pitchers to face is in effect for this year, so that's also something to consider um, using your bullpen. So I think there's going to be a big advantage for teams like the Yankees have a really fantastic bullpen. Um, good news as far as this, besides getting baseball back, um, Aaron Judge and Aaron Hicks will apparently be ready to go by the end of July. So game one, opening day of this weird 2020 season, we will be, with the exception of Seve, who will be out all year, obviously, we'll be 100% ready to go um, into this season. So we should have everybody ready to bang. Uh, person I feel bad for is Clint Frazier. <laughs> Poor Clint Frazier can't seem to catch a break. Uh, he gets called up, he gets hot, he gets fired, you know, he, he drops a ball in the outfield a couple times, he gets sent down. They say his attitude's bad, he gets sent down, he rakes, they send him back up, he starts to hit, something else happens. This Going into this season, there was a real good shot that he'd get some playing time with Hicks out and Judge out to start the season. Uh, you were looking at an outfield of probably, you know, some kind of combination of Stanton, Gardner, Frazier, and Tockman. Um, now with Judge Hicks back, uh, Stanton and left, you're looking at uh, Gardner as your backup outfielder, and I'm not really sure who else they carry. Will it be Talkman? Maybe. Um, that extra spot's going to be interesting to see who they, who they carry. Uh, I tend to say they might carry an extra outfielder only because with DJ LeMayhew on your infield, who can play pretty much every position, you don't really need that extra outfielder. So you figure Tyler Wade kind of makes your backup uh makes your as your backup infielder and maybe you carry two backup outfielders so um, I know they're going to have the ability to have a taxi squad and bring guys up so that shouldn't be a big deal Um, the other big thing that's going to be interesting to see is the trade deadline Um, 
let's let's look at it this way, guys. The owners are running a business. Um, I don't know how many of these owners look at this as we do it for the love of the game. This is a business to them, and they've lost a ton of money this year already. Uh, they're going to lose some money this season. It's a fact. Uh, I don't feel sad for them. I'm not crying crying poor for them. But they're going to get their money back. It's kind of like anything else in the world. So, you know, the economy, you know, let's say they raise wages. Uh, stores are going to raise the price of things to, to compensate for that. So businesses are going to get their money. And baseball is going to get their money. And the interesting fact and the interesting thing that I'd like to see is do teams start dumping big contract players to make their money back or players that are going to be free agents? Do they make moves? Will there be any trades at the trade deadline? You know, there, there's an official trade deadline. It's going to be the end of August this year. Um, are teams going to be willing to make moves with each other? Um, will there be complete sell-offs? You know, uh, will, will a team that's going to lose money this year in a small market say, Psst, you know, this season is for Gazy anyway. It's, it's two months. Uh, let's just sell off these guys and try to cut some of our losses and see if we can get some money back. Um, I don't know. I don't know how the Oaklands of the world handle this, the Tampa Bays of the world. It'll be very interesting to see that happen and, you know, going forward into next year, what that looks like for baseball. So uh, that's the big announcement, guys. Um, we have baseball. We have dates. Um, we're going to get tons more information on the safety protocols that are going to be put in place by the league coming up very soon. I don't know how this is going to work, guys. I really don't. I'm very skeptical. I'm optimistic about baseball just in general because I missed it. But as far as the safety protocols are concerned, uh, people are going to get sick. So they're going to get sick flying around the country, going to hotels, going back and forth from ballparks, going home from ballparks. It's going to happen. You're seeing it happen right now. You've seen some minor league camps shut down already this week. Um, the Blue Jays, the Phillies. It's happening right now, and they haven't started the season yet. Once these guys all get together, it's going to happen. This is not like the NBA or the NHL is proposing where these guys are in a lockdown city and staying put. Uh, they're going to be flying all over the country, or at least regionally in the country, and that is going to put them at risk, and we're going to have to see how that affects people. And once people start getting sick, what happens? You know, you have a 60-game season. If Aaron Judge, Tanaka, and Garrett Cole all get sick, and they've got to be quarantined for 14 days or three weeks, your season's over. You know, what do you do? You know, if it's the playoffs and those three guys go down for a seven-game series, you don't have them available to you, it's going to severely change the way you look at things. I know people are going to say, well, injuries happen anyway. These aren't injuries. You know, uh, this, this one person could get it and your whole team could get it and take your team down. So I'm very skeptical on how this is all going to work, but I'm staying optimistic that it's going to be some kind of a season. Um, I'm hoping that it works out. Um, I'm excited that we have some baseball back. So if we get some more information next week as far as, uh, you know, the rules and anything that changes or if we hear anything interesting from that, I'll definitely put out another emergency podcast. But as of right now, we have baseball in one week. There'll be guys throwing balls in New York and Yankee Stadium right now. So I'm looking forward to it, guys, and we'll talk to you next week. Some of the notables about how things look. Your trade deadlines move to the 31st of August. There'll be a special injured list specifically for COVID-19. Teams will face only their own division and their corresponding interleague division. The DH rule will be in effect for both the American and National Leagues. And this is an idea that I heard about and never thought I'd actually see in a major league game. Extra innings will begin with a runner on second base. 
Jeff Passon joins us once again. And Jeff, the details are interesting. If there are any I didn't mention that you feel are notable or any of those that specifically stand out, Jeff, what, what would those be? I mean, we've been waiting for the universal designated hitter, Scott, for what feels like decades now. But the runner starting on second base in extra innings is a really interesting one and something that's been in play in the minor leagues, in the World Baseball Classic. It will not be in play in the postseason. So if you are afraid that you're going to lose a postseason game because a runner starting on second base in the 10th inning, then... You know, no fears. The, the idea behind doing it now, number one, is to test it out. But number two, more than that, we recognize that with this aborted second spring training, you know, three weeks to get pitchers ready, guys' arms just aren't going to be the same. That's why rosters are going to start off at 30 for the first two weeks of the season and go to 28 before eventually settling at 26. But it, the idea of taxing arms again and again in these interminable 15, 16, 17 inning games, no, you just get it over with. The, the issue with this, of course, is that it winds up being one of those scenarios where you bunt a guy over to third, and then you have a couple of intentional walks, and then you're looking for a sacrifice fly. Is that really how you want games to end? It's going to be interesting to see it happening at the big league level and what the recourse really is. I don't want to bog down the conversation over this next topic, but I, I'm going to to a degree because anybody that ever played baseball, I don't care if you dipped or if it was a big old chaw or seeds, you spit. It's not, a, it's not an attractive habit, but it's, it's what you do, man. And you can't spit. Allegedly, who's policing that and what's the penalty? No. I listen, it's in the operations manual. In fact, there is a section. This is like a hundred plus page document. And you have to give credit to baseball and the players, honestly, for going to the lengths where there are paragraphs on spitting. And uh, there's literally one, Scott, that says wet rag. There's a wet rag that pitchers are going to carry around in their pockets in lieu of, you know, going like that and getting a little bit of moisture on their fingers to go to the ball. You are not allowed to lick your fingers on a baseball field anymore. And they are taking extreme and excessive lengths. Uh, and baseball is going to look different if it gets back on the field. We've got all the money stuff taken care of. Now there's the question, of course, is the virus going to let games be played this year? And that's the last serious question that I will get to. I applaud them for trying to, to police it as best they can. And what we've learned is that people are going to get it. Every day there's another team that's got some players that, yeah. are, that are testing positive. To that end, what will baseball do outside a bubble to give itself an opportunity to have enough people to be on the field to play games, Jeff? That's a question that players, Scott, are still asking. I had a player text me a couple of minutes ago saying, what happens if I test positive on the road? Do I just get to, like, hang out at the Four Seasons in this road city for a week and hang out and order room service? And, yeah, I think that's pretty much the answer. You know, the NBA and, and the NHL, if and when they do come back, have those questions taken care of being in a bubble. Major League Baseball is going to be traveling. There are going to be bus trips. There are going to be plane trips. There are going to be hotel stays. There are going to be all these different disparate elements 
that are going to be difficult to contain. And when you look at some of the outbreaks, you know, the Philadelphia Phillies, seven players, five staff members testing positive. Colorado Rockies, three players today testing positive uh, over, the, over the recent days. Uh, it, it's very interesting to note that Major League Baseball has not laid out exactly what the breaking point is going to be, if there are X amount of cases, or what sort of an outbreak is going to constitute shutting down a clubhouse. These are all things that we're going to be seeing in real time and are going to be awfully interesting to, to figure out how MLB actually handles it and maybe giving a sense going forward of how other leagues are going to handle it, whether it's right or wrong, and learning lessons from MLB. Jeff, because I, I care about you, and I'm going to be honest with you after all these conversations, if something goes wrong after the 1st of July, it's going to be somebody else's problem because I'm leaving and I'm not coming back until they're playing. So <laughs> I wish you and I wish baseball well, but I appreciate all you've done on the, on, and, and the efforts on behalf of our show. Let, let, me, let me just tell you one thing quickly. My dear son gave me this tie for Father's Day, and I told him that I was going to wear it on a special occasion. Mm -hmm. Baseball's back. Feels like it's a special occasion. And the pocket square to match. Well done, Jeff, all around. I mean it. Uh, great work on all of this. Thanks for the time, as always. Pleasure's mine, pal. Thanks for having me, as always. All right, so baseball's back. At least we got, we got a plan on paper, as I said. World Series odds at Caesars Sportsbook. Dodgers and Yankees remain co-favorites, though their odds have lengthened slightly from the spring training status. Three notable teams that saw their odds shortened from spring training all made the postseason last year. Twins at 15-1. to they hit a zillion home runs last year. The Rays at 18 to 1. Also, your defending champs, speaking of stay in the fight, at 18 to 1. Thanks for watching ESPN on YouTube. For live streaming sports and premium content, subscribe to ESPN. Well, he really hit the shit out of that one, didn't he? <laughs> Like yeah, and he scrambled the son of a bitch. Look at that, he hit the fucking ball. Gotta get some free steak. <laughs> you having fun yet? Oh yeah, I'm having a blast. Nice. Good. God, sucker teed off in that like he knew I was gonna throw a fastball. He did know. Wow. I told him. <laughs>